Hi there, this is Ann Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive, and I wanted to stop by and say thank you for listening today, and if you've listened in the past as well, of course. The show has really grown over the past year, and I just want to wish you happy holidays, happy new year, happy joyful Christmas, and I may not be here next week, but I did want to also mention that the link for the show for YouTube is in the description. If you want to see the pictures of the puppies that we'll be talking about in this episode, it is there. And, you know, if you want to check that out, you certainly can. And also, please feel free to stop by the show on Furry Thursdays, which is 7.30 p.m. on the YouTube channel. And I will be there talking with animals as I usually do tomorrow. Nope, I'm sorry, today as you're probably watching this on the 23rd, and uh, I won't be there the next week, but then in the new year I'll be back to normal. So I would love to meet you and your animals there, so check, check that out. If you go over to YouTube, subscribe, you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Thank you again, and God bless. My guest tonight has created an incredible resource for the purpose of helping animals in need with disaster shelter rescues and transports and much more. So please stay tuned for this exciting interview. I am definitely very, uh, very excited to have Chris Roy on tonight from Dubert. Hello everyone. And as I mentioned, I'm here with our guest, Chris Roy from Dubert. Hi, Chris. Hey, Ann. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you here and learn more about this wonderful resource you've created. Uh, but first, everyone who's new here, if you want to be updated about weekly episodes and more, we have sometimes non-weekly episodes that pop in too, um, just subscribe and hit the bell. And I have found out that over 70% of my listeners, my viewers, I'm sorry, are not subscribed. So, uh, you know, please do that. And also... If you wouldn't mind, please give us a like if you do benefit from the show. We have weekly episodes about animal communication, natural pet care, and interviews with experts in the fields of animal care and advocacy. And our whole purpose here is to give animals a voice. So thank you everyone for being here tonight. So Chris, let's get started. Please tell us what is Dubert? Yeah, it's always the first question everybody asks, right? <laughs> so the best way I could describe Dubert is it's kind of like a volunteer version of Uber and Airbnb for rescue animals. So it's software that's designed to allow people to sign up as a volunteer. And then the rescues and shelters uh, across the country can um, schedule transports or look for fosters. And so we're trying to facilitate that, right, to help animals to get where they're trying to go. So it's been up for seven years now. We've helped transport more than 15,000 animals across the country. That's so amazing. How did this get started? You know, they always say it's like you're out to solve your own problem. Um, and that's really what happened in my case. I mean, I one of my other passions is aviation. I'm a pilot. And mm -hmm. so it's probably back in like 2008, a rescue group that, you know, was friends of ours said, hey, Chris, would you be willing to fly from Milwaukee? right? Milwaukee, Wisconsin, down to Kentucky and pick up some dogs. And I'm like, let me think about this. Go flying and I get to play with dogs. 
sure, right? Like, why not? Right. Um, and I didn't really know that this was a thing. So, I mean, I flew down there. I had no idea what I was doing, right? The, the people are like, did you bring leashes? I'm like, oh, I supposed to bring leashes? Like, I didn't understand. <laughs> like, you know, I brought these dogs back to Milwaukee and met the rescue. They met me at the airport. And it was the greatest thing. You would have thought I was a celebrity. I mean, I just figured I'd land and hand the dogs off, but no, they were excited. Everybody wanted their picture taken with me. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like I could get used to this. Right. So for many years, I was just doing that. I was doing rescue transports. And what started to happen is my name started to get shared. And I would get emails from people in Texas or California. And they're like, can you come pick up these dogs? I'm like, people, I live in Wisconsin. <laughs> I have a day job. So I can only fly on the weekends, right? So no, I can't go on Tuesday from New York to LA. Like it doesn't work that way. Um, I'm like, there's gotta be a system where I can just say, here's where I live, here's where I can fly. And that, you know, makes it easier for them to, to find me. And so it didn't exist. So I started, started down the path to create it. And it was funny because as I got nearer to the end of trying to, you know, launch this, somebody said, you know, could you make it available to drivers too? I'm like, why do we need this? Like, I don't understand. I really didn't even think about it, but um, it launched on May 23rd of 2014. And I was left to tell people, I mean, we launched with zero volunteers and zero rescues, right? Like the big double zero. Um, but from there, we've now grown to more than 35,000 volunteers and over 5,000 rescue and shelter organizations that we support. So it just, it started out with me solving my own problem to say, quit bugging me on the weekends from California, right? When I, you know, I only have certain days that I can fly and it's really, it's really grown. And I'm really excited to see what we're able to do and how we're able to help. I mean, I'm a, I'm a technology guy in my day job. And so now this is just another way that I can apply my passion. Wow. That's so neat. So just to explain to everyone, Dubert is, it's, it's all sort of sheltered, correct me if I'm wrong, on the, the website. That's where mm -hmm. everyone yep. finds Yeah, all. so I mean, if you were, so think of it this way, right? If you were a, an animal rescue or an animal shelter organization and you were trying to transport an animal, um, there is no, there's no Amazon Prime for animals, right? There is no way you can just order up a transport. And so there's volunteers all over the place that, that do this but it's really difficult to coordinate them. So there's literally hundreds of Facebook groups. If you know about them, there's people that still use Yahoo groups. If you remember those things from like the late nineties, I mean, very much text based. Um, and so what I wanted to do is provide a much better user experience. So anybody as a volunteer, you can go to duber.com, big button says, click to sign up and it's all custom built. So the system will say, you know, sign up just you or your organization. Uh, if you sign up you, it'll help you to create your profiles with, you know, do you want to be a transporter? Do you want to be a foster? What days are you available? How far can you go? You know, we validate your phone number, right? So that they can text you and things like that. Um, so it's really designed to make it easier. You don't need me to become a volunteer, right? And that was something that was really important to me is I wanted to make it so that people could manage their own profiles without having to do, you know, a lot of Sites will say, oh, you know, send us an email when your profile changes. Well, I don't want to send you an email. I just want to update my own profile. <laughs> um, so we've tried to really make it easy for people to maintain their own profile and, you know, get involved how, how it makes sense to them. So neat. Um, so 
now so do you do do you still do some of the transporting yourself some of the flying or are you more um based in just trying to make sure the website's working and the yeah I mean, I will say my my flying has gone down. Um, it's it's really a, a seven day a week thing for me because I work a full time day job, you know, Monday through Friday. So I tell people I work a day job so I can afford my nights and weekends job. Um, so it's I don't get to do as much flying as I'd like. I I do have a profile in my own system, right? So when there's a transport that comes nearby, it it does notify me, and I'm always looking to get involved if I can. I'm just not able to do as many. It, that was actually part of the thing when I started thinking about it was, you know, as a pilot myself, I literally transported hundreds of animals, which is great, right? I'm excited to been able to be a part of that. But now as the software, as I said, we've supported more than 15,000. So it's just, it's so rewarding to be able to make that kind of an impact and to help people to get involved. I mean, there's nothing better than that feeling of being involved with a rescue. Right. And doing an animal rescue transport for, I, I mean, I've said it for years and people tell me I'm crazy. These animals know that something good is happening. Yeah. Like they know, they, they may not know where they're going. They may not know who you are, but they are very appreciative. And I mean, I've never had any, any problems at all. It's just, it's the most rewarding experience there is. Oh, so Yes, I agree, Mel. This is, it is, it's amazing. Um, just that you put this all together and for people to have the knowledge to, to find these resources. Um, could you tell us maybe a little bit about a story like that, where you just kind of knew an animal, this is the animal intuitive show after all, like where you knew an animal really was like, ah, yay, I'm going somewhere good. <laughs> I had so many stories. We could just talk for hours, but I mean, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a, there's a couple of stories really that come to mind. Um, one that I did personally, and then of course others that were done on the platform. So I'm happy to happy to share all of them. Um, there was there was one that I remember. We were I met another pilot actually in a Chicago area airport, so it was south of Chicago, and it was it was a cold day, and we were rescuing a bunch of puppies. And of course, you know, when you start transporting puppies, puppies tend to make a mess. Let's just leave it at that, right? They they're you know, they're little, they're, you know, eight weeks, 10 weeks old. Um, so of course he had two different litters full of puppies, right? Crates full of puppies and they made a mess. And of course, as puppies are climbing over each other, they're all in it. So we literally had to wash each of the puppies. Uh -huh. um, so we had this little kind of conveyor going from, you know, one person would go to the plane, get the puppy, bring them in. We were in the airport hangar. They actually had a wash tub. So the, the line staff that services the airplanes were helping us. So they're, you know, they're like, all right, here. And then we have different people with towels and then different people putting them in the second plane. And, you know, every one of these puppies were, they were just, I don't know, they were so cute. And I'll never forget that there was the, the mama dog was also one that was transported, which is often the case. And I, I can picture like it was yesterday, the, the other gentleman was walking towards me and the dog is literally like, she's pulling at the leash pulling, trying to get to me. And so I just kind of kneeled down and she jumped right up in my arms and just started licking my face. And just, I mean, it was like, <laughs> I'm looking around, like, how do you know it's me? Right? Like I could be some random guy. Um, but yeah. it was, you know, they know that you're not a threat. They know you're there to help. They know you're, you're doing good. And like I said, they don't know everything that's going to happen, but yeah. it's such a rewarding experience to know that there's that bond. And, you know, I, like I said, I can picture it like it was yesterday and 
doing the conveyor of puppies and, and the mama dog just really saying thank you for yeah. what I was doing. And that really, you know, just left a mark on me. Like this, this is why I do this. Like this is yeah. why I want to help. And I want to, I want to share and get everybody else involved in doing this. Um, there was another one that was another just amazing. There were these two wolf pups that um, oh, were going from, they had been saved, if you will, from um, Ohio. They believed that the mother was probably a German shepherd and, and the father was a wolf. Um, and you cannot, because they are so much wolf, you cannot adopt them out. Like they're, the two choices were to destroy them or to get them to a sanctuary. And so they were going to a sanctuary in um, way upstate um, Minnesota. And I was lucky enough, so I got to fly down to Illinois pick the animals up, but then I got to keep them overnight. So there were these two wolf oh, pups, wow. um, probably about 12 weeks. Yeah. So, you know, and so I got to play with them in the backyard. Oh my gosh. They were amazing. They, they were, of course, play fighting with each other and tackling. And I remember because it was fall and they just, there's something just so powerful about watching these wild animals yeah. run. Like, it's like nothing you've ever seen. And wow. their instincts and, you know, they followed me. Right? Like, apparently I was their dad type of a thing. Uh -huh. um, but it was just, it was really cool, again, to know that I was able to be a part of this, experience this, and yet also get them to a place where I knew they would be safe, yeah. right? And, you know, so that's the joy of this is I can't personally foster and adopt out every animal as much as I'd like to. If it's up to me, I'd have like hundreds of acres, right? And lots of animals, but um, just to be able to be a part of their lives for that one moment and know that I'm getting them, you know, physically transporting them hundreds of miles along this journey, this rescue relay journey to a place that are going to be safe and know that there's other people. I mean, when you meet the other transporters at either the pickup or drop off, I mean, it's it says bond right with people you, you've never met but you're both in it because you care that much about the animals that you're, you're donating your time and your resources to try and help them yeah it's so neat i i had the opportunity to do that like once i had a dog that came here overnight it was like a a relay like that like a mm -hmm. i forget who that was through i can't do it now with my current dog but or one of my current dogs but it was neat um, it really is an experience to be able to do that, even just for a night to be a part of that, like chain to get yeah. them. Oh. Um, so yes, I, I was going to say he must, Mel Mack is saying you must've felt, they must, you probably mean, um, cause she wrote, you must've been felt trustworthy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They must've felt you were trustworthy. Yeah. 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 Which is, I mean, it, it is, it's, it's, you know, I, I, I told people over the years, I said, one of my requirements is I want a picture of every animal, right? That oh. with me that I save. And so that kind of became my thing of just taking a picture. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's pictures of me holding puppies and other dogs. And um, I got to transport a bat once. That was oh, really? cool. I mean, I didn't get to play with him. I mean, he was in a crate, but it was just kind of, you know, because people will say, oh, is it, oh, it's just dogs. I'm like, well, actually not. I mean, through the Jubert platform, um, dogs, cats, rabbits, birds, you know, okay. it's, you name it, there's there's a need for all types of animals. And so to me, it's just software that helps to connect people to do, to do the hard work, right? Which is the physical transport 
you know, physical safe transport of animals to get them to where they got to go. Amazing. Um, and speaking of which, um, <laughs> you've got some photos. Yes, I do. Let's see. Who are these guys? What's the story here? Yeah, that, was, that was one of my first rescues. Um, they, those were, I believe those are the ones that I rescued actually from Kentucky. So it might have been my, my very first rescue that I had done. And um, there was actually, I think there was three dogs and then a, like a crate full of, of puppies. And uh, I've got one, the one there that's on the left, the darker dog. I actually have a great photo of him where he was, he kind of perched up over the back of the seat. It was just looking out the window. I mean, we were at, mm. you know, probably about 4,000 feet, you know, but he's looking out, just kind of looking down. And I just always wanted to know, like, what was going through his mind? What was he mm -hmm. thinking? You know, it's not a perspective that dogs get very often. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of a, a cool thing. But they were, they were great. I mean, they're all of these dogs. I mean, they just, they're, they're, they're a little stressed, right? Because they don't know what's going yeah. on. But then they, you know, it's kind of like, they know you're there to help them. And then they, mm -hmm. they usually calm down. People say, they'll ask me all the time, like, what do they do? I'm like, most of the time they, they just go to sleep. They, you know, <laughs> curl up and take a nap. Once I fire up the engine and we get going, there's nothing much for them to do, except maybe look out the window. Um, but uh, they generally just kind of go ahead and take a nap for a while. Yeah. Okay. I know, right, Mel, or your comment got hidden there, but yes, they look so happy. They look so probably knowing that they're, oh my gosh, look at yeah. this one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, an, that was another one, a big, um, a couple of cratefuls of, of puppies. You can see there's snow on the ground, it was cold. So that's the other cool thing is, I know like a lot of times the animals are coming from the South. So Mississippi, Alabama, some other places like that. And so I get to watch them for the first time. Some of these animals had never seen snow, right? Uh -huh. So you kind of put them down and they're like, why are my paws so cold? Right. And then they, <laughs> then pretty quickly, particularly the puppies, right. They kind of start jumping around and next thing you know, they're tackling each other and rolling around and they're all covered in snow and just, oh. and just having a good time. But yeah, they're all so sweet. Loving it. I'm sure. Oh, so cute. Um, yep. okay. And who's, oh, that's you flying. I take it. Yep, that's me flying and, and the dog in the back. I don't remember, uh, the dog's name, but yeah, the, oftentimes they just kind of sit there and look at you like, hey, that look. Well, that's what I do with the selfie, right? <laughs> trying to trying to make sure I'm flying and, and grabbing a picture of the dog as well. He looks like he's co-piloting. He looks yeah, like he involved. Does. Like you, he, he's like, all right, I hope he's doing this right. He's got that look. Yep. <laughs> so cool. Um, okay, so let's, who's next? Oh, wait, is that the same one? Let's see. That's the same one. Where is that? There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yep. I remember that little dog. So I was taking her down actually from Wisconsin down to Indiana to meet up with somebody else. So she was another one I was flying. You can't really see because of the, the glare, but we were literally flying right along the lakeshore, uh, right, right past downtown Chicago. And so she was Kind of perched up there on the window, just kind of looking out, seeing something was going on outside. So, oh my gosh, that's so cool! This must be so much fun. How did you get into flying just out of curiosity? I know it's not really necessarily having to do with what we're talking about, but <laughs> I gotta yeah. ask. Yeah, so I'm one of those people. So, I was um driving past, you know, so going if you drive from Milwaukee to Chicago, there's an airport like 
literally right next to the highway. And there was a big sign that said, learn to fly here. It had a number. And so one day I just called and said, yes, I want to learn to fly. And I actually started in gliders. And so gliders is, you know, basically an airplane without an engine. You you get towed up with a rope um, and then it's, they call it soaring. And you're, you're literally riding the warm air currents to stay up. because you don't have an engine there's no power there's no fuel there's no nothing and that's where i learned to fly and then from there i wanted to get into powered flight and um you know it's just became this passion of mine and to be able to combine the animal rescue with that was just just Mm -hmm. perfect that's so neat i've always thought i would like to learn to fly i like i like being up in the air in air i like i feel very comfortable up there like i like i like flying through the peaceful up in the yeah, and there's something about being the one in control. It's very, very different than when uh, you're flying in a jet, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, there's just, it, there's a lot more challenge. I mean, people don't realize there's about 3,000 general aviation airports in the U.S. And they're 3,000. I mean, when you think about it, you could probably name, what, 20 airports, right? But right. there's literally that many. They're they're all over the place. And one of the best parts of, of doing the animal rescue is you get to try out all sorts of different airports. So it's, it's a challenge, right? You're flying to different airports you haven't been to before and um, you meet lots of lots of great yeah. people. It's always a, it's always like an event at the airport, right? When people go, what are you doing? You're rescuing dogs and then they get involved and so Right, definitely. I actually grew up on Aviation Road. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have a question and I was actually gonna ask you this too. Have mm-hmm. you adopted any that you couldn't resist? No, see, that was the rule that I made with my wife, right? I was, I was not allowed to adopt any. I wanted to adopt them all because I would, I mean, I would literally take my phone, I'd text her a picture and be like, but Mona wants to come home. And she'd be like, no, we have four cats and two dogs, no more. So that was kind of my, um, she allowed me to do the transports probably just to keep me from wanting to adopt more, but right. now I didn't um, end up ever adopting them. But I mean, I did try to follow up you know, with the rescues, I mean, pretty much every single one of those animals got adopted. I mean, they're all, they're all just, I, I think they're all so amazing and so special. Oh, that's so great. Trying to put us back here. Wait a minute. Um, put us back in the, and we have another question here. Um, sure. wait, that's nothing. Hold on. <laughs> We've lost us. Wait, the secret person. Oh no. Now we have... <laughs> yes. This is our, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> This is our mystery guest over here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, okay, so we have a question also. Um, do you have to do any special prep to prepare the dogs sure. to be calm? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I, so I'll tell you, like when you're driving, we always tell people put on some nice calm music. If you can find a classical music station, right? Dogs tend to like that. Uh-huh. Um, there are some things they call them composure treats um, that are it's they help to calm the animals. I mean, when I'm doing the flights, generally I tell people you, you can't feed the animals, right? Give them water, but <laughs> I've had enough of them puke in crates and <laughs> do all sorts of other things that I don't uh, don't need that. Uh-huh. When I'm doing the flights, most of the time, like I said, they're kind of nervous, but then once you get them in the plane, they're more comfortable, right? Because it's it's enclosed. And then, as I said, once I fire up the engine, they generally just take a nap. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done 
the transports via ground, because sometimes I've done those as well, it's generally, you know, put on some nice music, um, give them a composure treat, or, you know, just talk to them. I mean, I, I think it has a real calming, it calms me for sure. So uh -huh. I just have, you know, a little calm discussion with them. I mean, there is one, uh, one transport, I remember again, a mom and some puppies, and she was a nursing mom. So, I mean, she, oh, wow. but once we get going, she actually climbed out of the back seat into the front seat and literally laid like right down in front of me. And oh she just, and she just fell into this deep sleep. It was oh just, we, while you were flying, What's that? while you were flying, well, my friend was driving. So this was, oh, a, okay. a <laughs> yeah, not while I was flying. No, that would not work so well. Um, but yeah, when I got to be a passenger and so my friend was driving the dog, literally I kept going, no, 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 stay in the back, stay in the back. And she oh. would not stop and crawled in the front crawled on me and then literally just laid herself. So she was all the way down. And I mean, literally, she, you know how when they fall asleep, they just kind of sink. Yeah. So like, she literally just sunk into me. And it was it was just oh. such a rewarding experience. She was probably getting me away from these puppies for a minute. This is my last chance to get a break. Yeah, <laughs> She's because they were, you know, when they see her, we had to, you know, keep them in the back because when they see her, they would cry and that would make her melt go. And, you know, yeah. And so of course, it's like, like you said, she was probably thinking, can I just have a break? For break. A <laughs> <laughs> you take care of these. Um, so cool. Uh, let me see here. So, oh, so uh, I was going to ask you something about, I keep forgetting my questions because this is so interesting. Um, on the website, um, mm -hmm. do, is there any requirement as far as like the, the organizations that, you know, come on your website. Can any yeah. Sure. Great. Yeah. Great question. I mean, so one of the things that I wanted to make sure I did when building this is that we are only dealing with legitimate rescues and shelters. Um, there are sites out there that anybody can sign up and they can pretend, right? Oh yeah, we're a shelter. So we actually, I actually pay people to, to research and check every single organization. And that was something that's important to me. We actually recheck them annually because particularly with rescue groups, they are, it's a virtual organization and they can change hands and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't require organizations to be a 501c3. We do have a, a, a small, short application. And like I said, we do research. So they have to be a legitimate organization, right? So we make them give references and we check every reference and we're checking with other organizations in their area to see if they heard of them. And you know, because I, I feel that it's important that we keep this safe. Mm -hmm. um, the last thing I want to do is turn away volunteers or frustrate volunteers because they're dealing with a rescue that's not a legitimate rescue. Yeah. You would be, you'd probably be surprised as to the number. So mm -hmm. one of the things I can see in the, on the back end, right, is people that, um, like organizations that would start the application and then never finish. Mm -hmm. And generally the ones that do that, I can tell are, they're just people. Um, uh -huh. And what we've found over the years is that because there really aren't any, there are transport services, you know, commercial, but people don't want to pay, right? So they want a free way to do it. So they end up on Dubert and they see, you know, oh, it's free transport. And then they think, oh, I'll get my dog transported for free. I'll just lie and say I'm a rescue. And then they get into the application and they realize that, no, they're actually going to check and make sure. Um, so I get to go in and just delete those out, right? Because I know they're not legit. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, it's hard. Everybody, um, you know, there's there's a lot of valid reasons that people need to transport their pets, um, mm -hmm. but that's that's 
not currently what we're designed to do. We're trying to help the, you know, the rescue animals that don't have a way to get where they're going. Right. Yeah. Um, so, and how many organizations did you say you have on there? So we've, um, over the years, over 5,000 organizations have signed up on, on Dubert, which is really awesome. I'm averaging right now about between 10 and 20 a week still, um, that, you know, um, there's a lot of, in the U S there's 4,800 brick and mortar shelters, like so physical building shelters across the country. Mm -hmm. And by my estimates, there's about 20 to 25,000 rescue groups. So there's a lot of different types of organizations, some that are physical buildings, right? The, you know, but then the, the more virtual ones, because rescues come in all shapes and sizes. Some, mm -hmm. you know, do very breed specific. Some do, I, I know of rescues that are fluffy dog rescues, right? So they only rescue the fluffy dogs. <laughs> um, there are some that focus on conditions. So blind dog rescues, deaf dog rescues. Um, there are all sorts of different types of, you know, organizations, wildlife organizations. There's, you know, there's birds, there's oh, snakes, really? there's rats, there's yeah, all those so things beautiful. like that, that, you know, we're, we're happy to support, right? Whatever the need is for those types of organizations. So yeah, we've had a lot of them over the years that have signed oh, up really? and, you know, I mean, the one that I think is we've had a, a rat rescue. Really? I, <laughs> And cool. I don't, as I always say, I don't judge, right? I don't <laughs> know I guess, that I would want to rescue a rat myself, but it's probably because I don't know enough about them mm -hmm. um, that I got in a bad rap. Uh, we've had reptile rescues, you know, as I said, rabbits and birds. So it's just kind of interesting. Definitely. You're coming into contact with so many different types of animals. It's so neat. Um, I might not want to do the snake one, but. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's. You know, it's, it's one of the things I guess until you try it, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, right? Like, I, I didn't think I would ever do a bat rescue. I mean, it, yeah. it seemed, because, you know, people people have their opinions. And they go, why would you rescue a bat? Like, there, there's so many of them. But yeah. to me, every one of them is a, a living, sentient being. And Definitely. why wouldn't I is kind of the way I look at it is, why would I say no? Like, oh, it's just another bat. Like, doesn't yep. it deserve a right to live? I mean, yeah. So, sure. Yeah. You can have respect for all of them. Maybe not want to handle them, but have respect right. for all of them. Yep. Definitely. Yep. My husband desperately wants a snake, but we're, I'm. But you said no. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, they're, I respect them. Just like you said, they're sentient beings. Um, but, you know, I also don't know how I, I don't, having something in a cage in my home, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about that, but. Anyway, um, so <laughs> you, you people are wanting to know more about you. They want to know how many animals you have. You're a fascinating person. People are currently five cats, right? So no dogs. I'm, I'm negotiating to try and get some dogs, but you know, it's a negotiation. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, <laughs> down, down to five cats right now. It's, um, yeah, that's, that's what we got right now. <laughs> um, Okay, and there are some suggestions. Yes, lavender oil, sure. geranium, definitely to calm for yes, calming. Good idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a lavender diffuser or something like that is a great idea. Yeah, um, and I don't know what the deal is with with flying, but you can. Ha they have the plugins for the cars that you could do, but um, mm -hmm. um, so uh, okay. Um, so any, I'm curious, have there been any uh, volunteer stories that are 
and not to put yeah. you on the spot. It's okay if you don't. Of course. Curious anyway, so I, I love this. This is what I love doing. I mean, so I'll tell you my absolute favorite story. And it's one of those where it's, it's just always interesting how these things happen. There was a um, an albino English shepherd dog, right? So albino meaning white. Um, he came from a breeder. The breeder took him to the shelter and dropped him off. Um, come to find out primarily because albino is one of those yeah. recessive traits. And apparently, uh, oftentimes when it, you know, rears itself or whatever the word I'm looking for, the animals are deaf. So this was a deaf, mm -hmm. you know, purebred English setter dog that was albino. And so the breeder's like, he's pretty much useless to me. So he just took him to the shelter and dumped him. And the shelter was moving him. I think they were going from, I think it was Louisiana um, up to Michigan. And so they, you know, posted the transport on Dubert and they posted a, a picture of the dog, but they didn't give the dog a name. Um, so the volunteers actually all named the dog Dubert. And Aww. so, yeah, because, you know, the emails all came. So I said, well, he doesn't have a name. Well, we'll just call him Dubert. So it was, you know, called Aww. Dubert the dog. So Dubert the dog was transported up to Michigan and then was ultimately adopted out to a couple that I think moved to New Jersey or something like that. Okay. But somehow they applied to have Dubert the dog be on the puppy bowl. Right. So, you know, during the Super Bowl, oh, the yeah, animal yeah. planet has the puppy bowl. And uh -huh. so uh, I, this was a, a few years ago. And so Dubert, the dog who was deaf, was in the puppy bowl. Oh, wow. And I remember watching the puppy bowl sitting on the couch by myself, no less. Right. And every time the announcer would say, and Dubert gets the ball, I was cheering. Like, oh. <laughs> People are like, did you see a big uptick on the website? I'm like, nope, didn't see an uptick on the website. Didn't oh. see <laughs> Just a wonderful story that the volunteers named him. Dubert. Yeah. And it, you know, it's just warmed my heart to hear that people, you know, at least people who are watching are probably like, what's a Dubert, right? Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. It. it was a good way to, yeah. to make on Super Bowl Sunday anyway. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's every year either, but I know the Puppy Bowl was shot yeah. also in my hometown um, of <laughs> Glens Falls, New York last year, the, the Puppy there Bowl. I was yeah. very proud to see. I was like, wow, the Puppy Bowl. That's yeah, generally I think they've done it. Every year, like you said, I think it's pretty much every year. Um, and they obviously end up adopting the animals out. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's definitely really cool. So so maybe Dubert's been to my hometown uh, in upstate New York. I don't Never know. know but... right? It's all world. <laughs> um, very cool. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Some good suggestions about calming things. Um, pillows and stuff like that, putting essential oils on pillows and things. Yeah, I have a transport kit right? For cleanup stuff. And like, you know, somebody mentioned the lavender stuff and composure treats and just, you know, just things like that, that you, you know, make sure that you always have a, a transport kit, extra leashes and lots and lots and lots of puppy pads because <laughs> <laughs> they, they tend to make a mess of those things. Do you have, um, you know, like any sort of involvement from stores or anybody like that that helps to support the organization or is it do you really need that because they're more like yeah. individuals yeah i haven't i mean it's something you know as the platform has grown i'm trying to find a way to to monetize it right to to, to keep it just to yeah. pay the cost right to keep it going mm -hmm. and um so i'm trying to figure out how to do that and how to yeah. you know get a business involved that maybe wants to donate supplies for volunteers and and things like that so it's something that's on my list it's um it's hard, right? Because I only have a limited amount of time to spend on it. And, um, right. you know, people often think software is easy and they think, oh, it's a website. Well, it's 
much more than a website. I mean, I've mm -hmm. got professional developers that are writing the code and, you know, I mean, we've got a lot mm -hmm. of integrations, as I mentioned, you can get text messages and we're in the process of rebuilding the Dubert uh, mobile app right now because that's outdated. And, you know, it's like there's yeah. always something. Um, it's much more than just a, a simple website that yeah. allowed for people to register and, and things like that. So it's it's grown and we've added on more and more features and more you know, more tools that the rescues and shelters and the volunteers need to do their job more efficiently. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the goal is, I mean, you'll see the tagline says helping you help animals. I mean, that's my goal is it's, it's to help you with the tools, right? So that as a volunteer, I didn't know, I mean, who do you, who do you talk to? How do you get involved with a rescue or shelter? So I wanted to make it easy for people to sign up, make them, make their profiles and then let the rescues and shelters find them. Yeah, and I think it's great that it's a, like a one-stop shop too, because they can see, you know, the choices are there. They can right. see what's out there and what really fits with them. It sounds like. Yeah, like that's said, what like it is. You choose home. how you want to be involved. Everything is opt-in. Mm -hmm. So if you said, "Listen, I don't want to do transport, but I'm willing to do foster. Maybe I don't want to do that, but I'm a virtual volunteer." Because, I mean, there's all sorts of needs for volunteers. I mean, you can be doing helping them with social media or reviewing adoption applications. I mean, you don't have to be physically standing next to somebody in order to help. Um, so we've had all sorts of different profiles that people can do. They can turn them on or off, right? So if your situation changes, uh, there's a lot more people that like to transport in the summer than in the winter for some <laughs> odd reason. Um, but yeah, there's always, there's always a need. And we've got some people uh, that literally they do a transport once a week. We've got some people that do it probably, you know, once every other month. Um, it, my favorite is that every once in a while, I'll get somebody that'll complain. And I'm like, so I had one lady complain. She said, I want to know who this guy is. You know, she gave me like his first name and last initial because we don't display, you know, your full name and things like that. Because she was upset because he always signs up for the transport leg before she can. So the system, you know, sends out the notification based oh. on where you are and he to it first and he signs up for the legs. And she's like, I'm, I've been waiting for it and I was ready to sign up. He needs to give me a chance. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't know what to do. So, he needs a faster speed, whatever. Yeah, he, he faster and, you know, clicks on the email and goes out Modem, to the site. Whatever, I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Very cool. It sounds like you have a lot of people who are very invested in it. And it's great that you have options too. Like you said, like it's not just the physically being there to do the transport or watch the animals right. that there's, there's roles for people who can't do that stuff. Um, you know, like the paperwork, reviewing the applications, that's kind of a neat thing mm -hmm. for people to do that can't have an animal in their home or get involved that way. That's a cool thing. Um, and you have, um, a blog, right? And you have a radio show too, and a YouTube channel. So tell us more. Like, <laughs> a couple of different things, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I, I've done podcasts for years. I started um, with the Animal Professionals podcast, and then we were doing the Animal Shelter of the Week, the Animal Rescue of the Week, and then an Animal oh. Trainers podcast. So at one point, we had four podcasts a week, which is a lot. Oh um, and then last year, I decided I wanted to try something different. I wanted to... Um, bring this idea of innovation, innovations that are helping animals. So I started the Animal Innovation Show. And so it runs on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's kind of like the start of our cadence. We stream live every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Central. Um, and then we have curated versions of that that 
you know, get published onto Instagram TV and LinkedIn and um, gets edited into a podcast. And the idea is that there's so many things that people are doing that are helping animals, whether it be a product or a service or just a program that they're doing. It's, it's, I'm just, I have to admit, I'm so amazed as to the things that people are doing, the things that people are helping and, and they help animals in so many different ways and they're helping mm -hmm. people in so many different ways. And so that's where it's, it's been great. So now it's twice a week. So it's a lot to, uh, a lot to keep up with, but, um, again, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm excited to interview them and to share their story and to, to help them however I can, if it's, mm -hmm. even if it's just to spread the word about what mm -hmm. it is that they're doing. So we've had, you know, all sorts of different pet products on there that help. Um, we've had, you know, I mean, different services and I mean, it's just, I, it's, it's just amazing to me, the things, um, that people are coming up with everything from apps to physical products to, you know, there's, there seems to be a trend with a lot more restaurants that are opening that are dog friendly. And so they've got like the dog area and the people area. And it's just, I don't know. I, I love doing those interviews because it's, it's so interesting to me to, to learn. Yeah. Um, and that's all it takes is I'm like, who are you and how are you innovating and helping animals? That's really the question I ask. And from there, it's, <laughs> we kind of see where it goes and, um, you know, talk about what they're doing. That's wonderful. Did you grow up with animals? It sounds like you have a... So we did, we had a dog, um, you know, growing up and, but it, it, I can't say it was anything that was, I guess, memorable. Um, we, my mother didn't like cats, so we weren't allowed to have cats. So we would, you know, play with the other, you know, neighborhood kids that had cats or play in the, you know, occasionally, I'm trying to think as I got older, there were some outdoor cats. Um, but, you know, normal normal family with a dog right play with the dog take the dog on walks and play in the snow and things like that and even my mother would tell you she's like i never knew you had such a bond with animals mm -hmm. she's like when you were a kid you weren't it wasn't like you were that close to the animals right it wasn't your thing and and i told her so i i don't know like i went to high school <laughs> and college and you know i kind of got into this and now it's now i'm obsessed right like it's <laughs> just just my thing and um, it's just, they're, they're so amazing. And the more that, the more that I do, the more that I want to help. And, you know, you, you learn, I, I started to expand. I mean, I've gotten, I've had interviews with people in different countries and things like that. And you just learn about the plight of animals globally mm -hmm. and all different types of things. And, and yet there's in every single country around the world, I mean, people don't have all the same resources we do in the U S but there's still so many people that are doing whatever they can to help animals. And, mm -hmm. and that's my goal is to keep growing Dubert, to take it internationally. If it, if it can help, if the software or technology in any way can help them be more efficient to save more animals, then that's what I wanna do. And I view this as I bring my technology skills to try and you know make that side of it easier for people, so. Yeah, they, I do find that they often pick us, something goes on there spiritually, right? Um, yeah, I was going to ask that. Are you uh, moving into the international? <laughs> yeah, it's it's starting to. I mean, right. one of the things I'm really learning is in the U.S., um, you know, companion animal rescue, so dogs and cats, is very different than it is in other countries. Um, just the, the the challenges. I'll give you an example. In in India, they it's an estimate because you can't really count. They estimate that there's thirty to thirty five million stray dogs. Right. So you think. Their biggest challenge is not even 
transporting animals. I mean, they're literally dogs roaming the streets. And I was really inspired. I interviewed a gentleman a couple of years ago. They started a program to bring fresh water to street dogs. Mm, and that's great. It just yeah. seems like something so basic. Right. Um, but in India, you know, so they, they came out with these containers. And so they, you know, that's part of their thing. They get people to take the containers and then they're filling them with water, you know, water bowls for the, the dogs. But they're saying you can't use this for anything else. You can't put gasoline in it one day and water it in the next day. Mm-hmm. And then there were other people that were that developed a like a, a collar that had a QR code. And so they could keep track of who fed which dog and which dog is this. And it's like you just start mm-hmm. thinking of the interesting ways that people are using right. technology. So I've had a number of different um, calls with people and trying to figure out like, all right, what can I develop? How can I, how can I bring this? I, I'm very sensitive to, I don't want to be trying to go to another country and say, here's how you need to do it, right? Like we know best, we're the, you know, we're the experts because we're not. Mm-hmm. And I believe that anybody that wants to help animals, it's very different in every country as to how the animals are treated, how the processes work, how the laws work, you know, the challenges are, are just so different. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think bringing technology to help sort through that or to help organize that or even to help share their story with pictures and videos and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, that's where mm-hmm. I think technology can really play a part. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Do it works. Um, it's configured to work in the U.S., Canada, um, Australia and India right now. Okay. Um, so hopefully we'll find some other organizations in other countries that want to bring it to their country. More than happy, more than happy to do it. Very interesting. Um, I'm not sure what if there's a connection there, but I did interview Dr. Um, Badra on here. I want to say that's her last name. I'm terrible whenever, if you ever watch this show, when I try to recall anything outside of what I'm talking about while I'm on the episode <laughs> I'm on, it's like my, I go like brain numb. I don't know, but brain dead. But she was on here on my show and she does studies on stray dogs in India, um, street dogs. And so I don't know there, maybe there's some kind of connection there. She's in my history and my, um, past episodes, but, um, but uh, you know, that's, that's interesting. And I could definitely see how it could, um, I wonder about missing animals if somehow this could expand into, that that's what i'm wondering yeah. about like just if you know you could become a network for lost and missing animals yep yeah and that's that's another area of this it's really hard that you know animals escape right and then they end, and they end up in a shelter and if they don't have a microchip or a tag yeah they can't get a hold of the owners and then you know they're just a part of the they go into the system so to speak yeah um, so yeah anything i'm always open for new ideas. And I'm always trying to push the envelope as to how we can, how we can help. Yeah, definitely. I could see it because it's, it seems very central. It's a centralized location and you've got so many different, um, it's like, you've already got the infrastructure. It almost seems like in so many different organizations. So I could see, I could see it. Um, yeah. yeah. And that's such a passion of mine because I just, I deal with people frequently who are, missing animals and it's so heartbreaking that is the hardest thing they're like family members right i mean you you have a bond and you know they're scared and and you know how can you help guide them home how do you find them i mean you know cats go missing dogs go missing 
I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. It's, it's just heartbreaking. It really is. Um, so, well, this is amazing. Is there, I'm wondering if there's anything that I have forgotten or haven't asked you about that is important. I don't think so. I mean, I, um, I always tell people, I say, I love, you know, please share or tell other people. I don't spend any money on marketing because I don't have any money to spend on marketing. <laughs> you know, any money that I, I get in either through donations or anything like that goes right back to the to the software to keep it going and, you know, to keep enhancing. I mean, things break and, you know, just like anything else. Um, right. So certainly we always need more volunteers. We always, I always appreciate it when people you know, share with their, um, you know, somebody they know, I, I always call it two degrees of separation. If you remember the whole Kevin Bacon, six degrees, of, I always say two degrees of separation. Everybody I know, knows somebody that does animal rescue or knows somebody that's rescued an animal. It's a very close, you know, knit community. Yeah. Um, so let, it, let them know. I mean, I think every week, as I mentioned, we have between 10 and 20 new organizations that signed up that, that clearly had never heard of us, right? Until somebody told them. So, right. Um, it's free. We're not charging them for, you know, doing doing rescues and, and transports and stuff like that. Um, we're, we're trying to help them. So anything that people can do, sign up, certainly be a volunteer. Um, I welcome more volunteers and yeah, that, that would be great. So I think That's you've covered wonderful. everything though. Wonderful. And it's Dubert.com, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Just go okay. to Dubert.com and you can read the story about Dubert. Uh, Dubert was a cat. Uh, he was a rescue cat of mine, so you can read the story about uh, Dewey on the website there. Um, so it's in his honor. Uh, he was a orange and white tabby, and as I always tell people, Dubert was not the smartest cat, but he was an old soul, and he he just loved everyone that he met, and just was. I mean, I have no other way to describe it. He was just a very loving cat, and um, when we had to let him go on to the, to the rainbow bridge. I knew there was no better way than to let his legacy live on. So yeah. What an amazing legacy. Ah, oh, wonderful. You really are like a, a blessing to so many, so many. I mean, really what you've, what you've done here is incredible. And, um, you know, please be sure to share this. Anybody who watches this, um, you know, obviously, you know, it's easy to understand how this can benefit so many, animals and people and organizations so please do share um you know so we i will definitely be doing that and i appreciate you being here today and also your your website is also or your your shows are they linked on there on dubert.com yes yep so if you go on there you can get to the animal innovation show as well okay and that so that that includes like the youtube the um everything okay Great. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Wanted to make sure. Okay. So everybody, thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, I'm sorry if I missed anyone's questions, but um, you know, if you have any questions and you're watching the replay, please put them in the comments and you know, we'll try to get those answered for you, but also go to the Dubert show and you can, you know, watch there too and go to Dubert.com. And thank you so much, everybody. And God bless. Bye.